afternoon, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with JCP at Broadmind and more podcast. Let's get the day started out with. Today we're going to talk about uh, the materialism in our holidays. We're going to talk especially about Easter. Easter is approaching tomorrow. It's one of those holidays that, you know, um, just like the made-up figure, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, how we as parents kind of get suckered in to um, uh, basically buying junk, you know, and I keep it really, really simple for my kids. I, I don't buy them a lot of toys. I don't buy them, uh, I, I don't go and buy those pre-wrapped uh, Easter baskets. I keep it real simple, you know, a little bit of candy, a little bit of a chocolate bunny, maybe a trinket, and that's pretty much it. And that's all I ever got when I was a kid. I didn't, when I was a kid, you know, when you saw all the kids getting those extra big-ass baskets and stuff, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, do I really need to buy that shit, you know, or do I really, you know, you want it as a kid, you know, you wanted the toys and stuff, and it's like, well, does my mom and dad love me enough, you know, I mean, and I came from a single-parent family, but, you know, it was just, it was just sad, you know, and I just remember my, some of my cousins getting shit that, you know, never made any sense to me, to be honest with you, and, um, you know, I, I was like, well, why, what is the big, you know, I don't believe in, I, I, I never really believed in the Easter Bunny, so to speak, when I was a kid, um, just for the simple fact that I always knew that it was like, if this is supposed to be about Jesus, then where the hell does the bunny come from? So later on in this episode, I'm going to find out where the Easter Bunny was, where he was derived from. I mean, I think it's also um, a pagan um, uh, instrument that Christianity and Easter, the holiday, has adopted and has been an issue for the last, what, 60, 70 years, whatever it may have been. Um, I asked my grandparents what was it like for them and they're like I didn't have all any of that you know and um, you know even from the simple most thing of dying Easter eggs you know as opposed to just getting those plastic eggs dying Easter eggs to me I, I love that tradition because it gives a chance for kids to be artistic and creative you know I was making I was dying Easter eggs last night with my uh, with my my one year old and my 11 year old mostly with my one year old she's just you know, thrilled and excited that she got to touch things and do things that were of color and, you know, and texture. So it was exciting seeing that, that, that curiosity. So that's like one of the things I love about Easter. But for the main purpose of Easter, it's to remind me that, you know, Jesus Christ and life has, has been reborn. That it's, you know, renewed. And, you know, my my religious views on Easter, it, it's kind of mixed, you know, um, as I become more awoke, as they call it, or more enlightened, um, my perception view on, on that whole thing of the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the Passover has, has really dramatically changed, but I'm not trying to influence and I'm not trying to tell people how to believe. It's just that what I believe. 
And I guess one of the things I guess I, I've had an issue all throughout my Christianity is obedience. Because as probably, I think I was about 12 years old when I really started thinking about religion. You know, my mom used to drag us to church, you know, every Sunday. Uh, we used to take off church. But then when I really started thinking about, well, why, why are we here? What are we doing? What is all this all about? You know, like, I don't have, I don't know God. I don't, I don't feel that relationship with God. You know, and, and I felt kind of bad because I, I'm seeing people around me crying their eyes out, praying to God to give them relief in their soul and in their mind. And, and it's just on and on and on. You know, you just, you just, I just couldn't figure out what the deal was. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I always felt that my faith never should be based on an outside person, you know, from the get-go, and, um, you know, and that, and that was challenged, so I'd go to church, and yeah, I was re-baptized, I was baptized when I was born, you know, or when I was little, by my parents in the Catholic Church, and then, actually, I was baptized quite a few more times, uh, uh, when my mom left my dad and joined the Methodist Church, my mom tried to make us Methodist, so we were baptized then again. And then when I chose my own faith, uh, I was baptized once more as a Christian, you know, like, and I have never forgot that experience, you know, I was dunked in water, you know, instead of having a little bit of water sprinkled on. So anyway, I don't want to get too far off track, and I don't want to get too carried away with religion, but uh, the main point of, of this particular episode is about um in its material the, the, how industry is trying to materialize it like they did Christmas and so my kid today asked me she's all daddy what are you going to get me for Easter and I'm all what do you mean well like, usually you get a little bit of chocolate a little bit of candy and maybe get, you know no 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 dad you need to I want like I want a Starbucks card I want a book I want this I want this toy I'm like, since when was the Easter Bunny like Santa Claus? Because last time I checked, it ain't like that. And she's like, no, 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 Dad, you don't understand. You don't understand. And I'm like, well, what do I not, what do I need to understand? You know, it's maybe what you don't understand. And I'm trying to teach my 11-year-old to want less because the more she learns how to want, like everyone else, the more she learns how to spend. And so trying to teach your, your kids... I call it the millionaire-billionaire mindset is not blowing up your money on stupid shit. And we will, you will as an adult, you will blow your money on endless things that did not work out. You thought it was a good technological investment, for example. Like all this, you know, stuff, you know? And when you come to find out, junk. It really is just junk. And so, you know, trying to teach her not to give in to that, that, that mindset is, it is difficult because they want to get on your cell phone. Like my daughter was jonesing to get onto my cell phone. She's on restriction because, you know, she did something pretty bad and lied. 
know, with throughout Shatter High kind of taken away until uh, this next September, you know, and uh, we just know what she, me and her mom know when she gets on her device, she turns into a different person. So, anyway, she was like jonesing to get on my phone. I want, and it just like it never ends. But what about their activities? What about their outdoor activities? They're getting in touch with nature, getting in touch with creativity, you know. So as we were talking about Easter, my daughter brings up, well, my cousin Robbie's gonna get all this from Auntie, and I'm like, well, that's great for him. And does he appreciate? And I, I tell her, does your cousin appreciate anything that he has? You know, his his parents buy him things, and and it's like I don't know his appreciation of it, but what I see, it's like just like another trick and another thing to go in the junk pile. You know, and then I started thinking about when I'm buying my daughter for Easter, like the candy and stuff, like, man, I'm, I'll be honest, you know, I, I have tooth decay, tooth battle from sugar, years and years of sugar abuse, you know, and I'm fixing it, and I'm spending money on a pretty penny on a dentist, you know, and spending at least a couple grand every time I go in. So, anyway, so I'm trying to teach her, like, responsibility and... I know they're a kid, and it's like teaching responsibility to a kid. It's like, yeah, right. But, you know, it's practice. So, anyhow, we were, uh, whatchamacallit, we were, we were talking, and she's like, she just like trying to throw stuff in my face. And I'm like, no, no. And then I started asking her, so why do we celebrate Easter? And she's like, and after she just went through, uh, you know, her catechism, I'm sure, what is it, First Communion? Um, you know, she, she was like, yeah, it's about Jesus Christ being crucified. And I said, do you really know the story of how he got crucified? Do you understand why he was crucified? Just all these guys just didn't like him. And I said, exactly, there's more to it to that, but that's the basics of it. Is that the world or mankind could not handle the kindness, the care of what a human could actually be. You know what I mean? Without without being blinded by trying to be rich or the right side of life, you know, trying to be the setup. I mean, it, it also represents to me, Easter, like, uh, humility. It represents a, a day of, like, hey, this is one day you don't gotta be all that. You don't have to be, you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be poor either. You know, you gotta gotta understand that, you know, what is enough for you? Sometimes there are certain things in life that get just enough, you know, and, and when you figure that out sometimes, you don't need to buy that, that latest car or uh, that latest watch or that latest purse or the, the hottest makeup line or the, or the, the oversized, uh, you know, like uh, what you would call it, uh, uh, gold trinket. Or, you know, so on and so forth. It goes all the list goes on and on. And it's, it, to me, it's like, you know, I don't really believe in the devil being what people describe it is. I believe it's the devil being inside us. You know, I kind of believe, like, it's our own worst enemy. It's like the price of, of free will, so to speak. Anyways, getting back to my story. So, it's like a humility lesson, to, to be honest with you. 
I'm, I'm not above it and I'm not below it. And, you know, having material goods and, and, and too much of it sometimes just wears your whole soul down. Because as I look at my one-year-old, you know, she's just beginning to want things. But my little one-year-old likes to move around and do things and just having that personal contact with mommy and daddy. And so it makes me more conscious and more awake or awoke and aware of the confines of our society. Now, what are the basics for me? For me, the basics that I want is I want my own house. I want a nice car to drive. And I want, you know, to travel. These are the, like, the core things that I just want for myself. I don't want much more than that. I mean, I guess there, there's fashionable things, but, but in reality, I really don't want too much. So, you know, what I've learned about all this what I'm reminded about Israel is the humility of the simple most things can make you happy. What is the care, the love that Jesus Christ represented, not just as a man, not just as a prophet, not as just God's son or God himself, but the humanistic side that we can actually be, believe it or not. And the thing is, like when the Bible was written, you know, they don't write it with any, like, uh, reference to, like, did Christ make any mistakes? I mean, they go from, like, when he was born to a small boy to, like, when he was 27 when he was preaching. They, there's a lot left out, and it's kind of like a martyr theory in my, my mind, but, you know, but I do also find the clues, like, when they talk about the 40 days and nights he spent in the desert and how he wrestled with the devil, and he really wrestled with himself, wrestled with his conscience, you know? But he also, you know, gained much more than that. He, he learned about the, the struggle he was going to have to go through. And it's a reminder that a struggle that we all go through in our daily lives. Like, how do you give up your selfish wants for, you know, like the right thing to do? And how do you take care of, thy, you know, your next door neighbor, love thy neighbor as you love thyself? These are all lessons that have been repeated over and over and over if you really look at the Bible. And a lot of people, I see dudes like, and, and chicks like quoting the Bible like, like as if they were reading a playbook, you know, memorized plays to go play the battle. And maybe that's a good thing, but sometimes I feel like they lose the texture of the morals of those stories. Because I'll tell you what, even as a 46-year-old man in my men's group, I don't I, like this this last year I learned about the twelve apostles. I learned about who they were, what they faced. They weren't above me and they weren't below me, but they man, they had one hell of a task. They were average Joes and sometimes they're the biggest sinners you could find. Christ picked them individually by design. And if you ever want to know about that, there's a book called Twelve Ordinary Men and um, it's a really, really good book that talks about each one in aspects. So they go from talking about a fisherman, carpenter, a tax collector that was hated, was rich as hell, you know, um, so on and so forth. So when you're out there, you know, giving your kids, like, the Easter experience, don't give to them to make up for what you never got, because maybe what you never got was just right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I find as a parent... It's always uh, it's always a difficult thing. Like you see these nice things, these, you know, 
whatever material pit. You want to give them that because, like, damn, I wish I would have had that. Or, oh man, you know, when I was a kid, I really wanted this. But in reality, all your kids ever really need is you. All they really desire is not the, the things. They really desire that attention. And so as I was learning about attached parenting and spending that quality time with my kids, you know, all these material things that I was trying to make up for by, you know, like iPads and video game systems and all that crap, none of that meant anything to them compared to my time. You know, my 11-year-old just the other day was just telling me, she's like, Dad, I want to go to Hawaii with you. And I said, I said to her, when I go to Hawaii, I'm going on vacation. I'm sorry, I'm not taking you this time. I'm going for me. And it sounded mean. It really did, but it set those boundaries, you know, for my 11-year-old. It set the boundaries in the aspect of, you know what, Dad needs a vacation. I work long hours. The last thing that I want to do is go and spend lots of money on material goods shopping for trinkets and collectibles. That's like the last thing I want. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, when I go on my vacation, the things that I want to do is I want to do some surfing, I want to do some scuba diving, some snorkeling. You know, it's all with the ocean. Eat a little bit and just just relax. That's what vacations are meant for. You know, not they're not meant for you to go and work. So, anyway, so I don't want to get off my topic, but so what do you think about the Easter frenzy? You know, like, you know, it's a big shopping holiday, you know, for the women, it's like buying them clothes, buying a nice dress, all that other shit. Then it's like about buying the candy and the toys. No, man, it's for me, I'm fed up with all that, you know, and that's just, you know, it's a careful reminder, remind yourself that when you celebrate this holiday, remember the love of your loved ones, your family, give them a hug, give them a smile, don't compare, leave your negative attitude out, you know what I'm saying, so, well, anyway, that's all the time I got for right now on this particular episode, you all have a great day, and um. Let me know what you think, okay?